Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor reviewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, my Mm. favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. Join 
the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. No, they won't. They won't let anyone go on my podcast anymore. You either, <laughs> really? You either? No. Welcome to the club. They won't, they won't to the let club. anyone go on y'all's either. They won't so, let anybody. But, but come why? On. Why is it because they told you that they were going to get you a podcast and then they never did? Shut up. Did they, they? told you that too? Okay. No, they so, told you that. That's okay. Exa- they've been telling me that for like two years. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. And we hope you are enjoying Gore Girl Summer. 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 Gore Girl Summer should be fun. That's a Summer House reference. Oh, I didn't know it. But I think so far it has been. Gore Girl Summer has been very fun for me. We've gotten to interview some incredible oh God. past players. We just had an interview this week that we did with Annalise Puccini from season 22. They notoriously cut her into very fool-esque edits. And we got to talk to her all about that. If you haven't checked it out, that was uh, our episode from earlier this week. I highly so suggest you listen to it. It's fantastic. We also had the best coverage of Bachelor Live on stage that's ever been done. There is a <laughs> amazing YouTube video that Grace Ann Parks put together of your experience there on our Patreon. Highly recommend checking it out. Yeah. It was like a little <laughs> vlog. feel like you were there. <laughs> yeah. It was like a day in the life slash a day in the weirdest night of our lives. But we also even had Pace Case. Contracting COVID-19 on the festival circuit at Coachella, something I still can't believe happened, but congratulations on attending, not contracting. Thank you. I mean, what kind of free spirit would I be if I didn't get a disease at a music festival for our podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we also have two more weeks left of Gore Girl Summer. They're going to be some of the best interviews yet, but don't worry about that because the summer ain't ending. A new season will be upon us. That's right. After Gore Girl Summer ends, we are going to have two weeks of Pace Case Spring Break. Bachelor Clues is taking his first ever time off the podcast ever, and he is taking a full two weeks. We're letting Pace Case take the wheel. Who knows what's going to happen? We might be teasing a little things, little things throughout the rest of Gore Girl Summer to... Uh, Find out what they are. The Gore calendar has spring break coming after summer. I don't even know if winter mm-hmm. exists in the Goreverse, but we'll find out. No. Oh, and then we're going to have a two-part breakdown of the players of the Windekia season, followed by the start of the Windekia season. So amazing things to look forward to across all the seasons. We have a lot lined up for sure. And we're going to now get into a state of the game, as we usually do. If you have ever listened to This Week in Bachelor Nation before, you know our segments. We have our Screams from the Pit. We have our Parasocial Plays. We have our Bachelor Nation News. We have our... uh, Gains. 
Well, we used to have gains. In season, we'll have gains again, where we track everybody's Instagram gains as they move. We've mm-hmm. been doing a new segment, which we're going to have here. What are you watching? Back. I lo- Gaines is one of my favorites. I love looking at their numbers. Oh, I like at any Gaines. rate. Before any of that, though, we're going to talk about State of the Game. And this State of the Game is a, a very special one. Because June is a very special month here at Gore. And we're going to tell you why in Game, game of, of Roses. Roses. State of the Game. Happy third anniversary, Pace Case. Happy third anniversary, Bachelor Clues. We did it. We survived three years. I don't know what the third anniversary is. Aluminum, tin, I don't know. But this month, June, is our anniversary month. Tuesday, June 18th, 2019 was our very first episode. We had discussed starting a podcast a few times before we actually did it. And on that fateful night, Hmm. after we had just watched Hannah Brown's sixth episode, we said, fuck it, let's just record one. We were still high. We were sitting on my couch, talking into a handheld Zoom recorder with no idea of format or segments or anything other than we knew it was a sport to us and we wanted to have plays of the game and errors and MVPs and do a podcast that really talked about it like a sport. Then over the next three years... This endeavor would spiral out of control, and we would give birth to things like The Pit, Creatures of the Week, Jorge Moreno Bystanders of the Week, a book called How to Win the Bachelor, another episode that we do every week called Twibbon, like the one we're doing now. We are doing live shows every Monday on Patreon, digging deepers every other week on Patreon, and ultimately, we even got Sweet Nums herself who was the star of the first season we recapped. We probably even mentioned her in our first episode. We got her to show up at our unsanctioned book signing at the Grove. That's how she surprised far we've us. come. We didn't even know she was coming. <laughs> that too. Yeah, it was a total surprise. And she brought Jet and Jack. It has been a, a wild three years. And in celebration of the beginning of our fourth year of Gore, for the entire month of June, our 4TRR Gore shirt designed by the incomparable Ella Tolkien will be available at gameofroses.co. This is the design that has a woman weeping tears of blood as she's praying to an uncaring God with hands bound by thorns. So if you've always wanted one of those shirts but never had a chance to get one, you can get one now. If you've worn yours out, you can get a new one. If you have friends you want to drag into the pit with the gift of this shirt, you can do that now. You have until the end of June to pick one up again at gameofroses.co. And there is now even a second color that you can choose from if you don't want a black t-shirt in your wardrobe. So. Check it out. That color is beige. <laughs> That's right. A neutral. Be, be very neutral with your woman crying tears of blood. This, uh, this Takes dude. the edge <laughs> off the image. Did you, Pace Case, believe when we sat on my couch and recorded that first episode that we would be here three years later doing this multiple times a week, having had a book out, pl- having coached players that are currently in the game? Did you think any of that would ever happen? I would be a liar if I said yes, as Clues knows, every step of the way. I was like, I don't know what's happening. Like, is this going to be successful? Who knows? And now, as Clues is right about a lot of things, one of which we will get to this episode, which I feel like an idiot upon this uh, bet that I've now lost. Um, But you were right. And we have manifested all of these things. It's been an extraordinary time. And I thought to honor this Gorniversary, 
we would play a game which I heard about as a game that the Obamas played around their kitchen table. Have you mm-hmm. heard of this game, Roses and Thorns? Well, they do it on Bachelor Happy Hour. Wait, they do? They say they're Rose and Thorn of every episode? Yeah, not of every episode. I wonder where they got it from. But they will do it. I've heard them do it to players when they come on. And they'll be like, what's your Rose and Thorn about your season or you your know, whatever? Yeah. Oh, interesting. And the Thorn is never I mean, the producers, by the way. I'm ever. sure the Obamas <laughs> didn't invent it either. I don't know who invented Roses and Thorns, but... I don't either. Wait, what do you say? The producers... They they never say the producers are the thorn. Like, the producers never come up in it. Oh. You know? They're always like, my rose is the time I got to spend with The Bachelor. And my thorn is, I wish I would have gotten more time with The Bachelor. You know, stuff like that. My rose is my first SpawnCon deal, and my thorn yeah. is Elon Gale. Exactly. Madison Pruitt's <laughs> like, my rose is my billionaire boyfriend, and my thorn is nothing. Well, Clues, I would like to know what your rose and thorn have been for... The three-year period that Game of Roses has been in existence, the toddler era. Holy shit. My, I don't know. My rose is kind of, I think, like, there are many, many parts of it. Doing this podcast has taught me just an immeasurable amount about, like, the physical production of podcasts and how to elevate this art form a little bit, you know? And it's been Mm -hmm. just invaluable. It's the first time that I've ever like produced a podcast and done the editing and like all that shit. And it's just, it's taught me so much about everything, about how to make music even, like all that kind of stuff, you know? It's all because of this show. Um, That's a rose. I think getting to deep dive into something like The Bachelor has been a rose to me. <laughs> to like Fully prove to myself. the point of roses and thorns. That's a rose. I'm Here's sorry. This. That's a rose. <laughs> Look, I have multiple fucking roses, okay? Sorry. No, it's fine. Give me your roses. Just give me your roses. So one of Fuck them the is Obamas. how much, yeah, exactly. <laughs> one of them is how much I've learned about podcasting as an art form and like the discipline of it. You know, I, I think that I have a good amount of creative discipline with any kind of iterative art form. But like this one really locks it in. Like you have to do this twice a week, period, forever or Mm -hmm. for however long, you know, forever. Yeah. Till I die. Until we're cryogenically frozen. Yeah. But all the other weird little offshoots that I've learned, like I said, about how to make music or how to do video editing or all the little things that have like kind of contributed to the various weird arms of Game of Roses have that's also been incredibly beneficial. Skill building. Skill building. Just generally, we'll say. I also like that it's been very challenging to dive this deep into something where we're doing like a fucking hyper binge and coming out the other side of that has made me feel like I can do anything. That I think is a massive benefit. I also think it's extremely fun to work with you and to just like have have conversations about all this shit, you know, I think is like, it's fun. I always find shit you're saying funny. Like it's it's a good fun job to have. I think that is also a rose. The thorn is probably Dang, these the clues complos. That's right. Gonna get some more tear play this episode. I wasn't oh. expecting. I, unlike you, I did think all these things would happen. So I won't say that that's a rose necessarily. Mm-hmm. Those are like for me, those things are planned and like things I was working toward making happen. They are just simply things that I thought I could manifest or things that I could work toward, and they did in, in fact come to fruition. The thorn is probably the amount of work it took to make those things come to fruition. <laughs> I never, when we were fucking high on my couch, just dicking around like, well, oh, we should start a podcast. Maybe we could write a book. I was like, 
yeah, I wonder like how hard would that be? Let's try it. That was kind of like how it manifested uh-huh. in my brain. Like, oh, let's see if we can make these things happen. Let's see if we can get a player in the game. That Wouldn't that be crazy? Cut to three years later, it's like a just fucking back-breaking putting all the weight on your fucking shoulders every goddamn morning when you get up and taking it off only when you get back into bed. Like it's there always. The pit is around you always. And I didn't anticipate that. I didn't anticipate how much of my life this would take over, which is 100%. (laughs) And I would say to me, it's a thorn. Not in that I'm like, I regret it or anything. It's just, it was something that I didn't anticipate. And I always feel a little like I fucked up. If I'm not fully aware of the things that I'm entering into when I'm entering into them, I'm always like, fuck, you should have seen this coming. Not that it would have changed anything. I think I still would have done it all. I just feel like it's something I didn't anticipate. And for me, that's a thorn. How about you? What do you got? My rose. If I were to pick one rose, I honestly think my one of my favorite i think my favorite like memory has been pub pub day of our book we've just published our book this was my first book i've ever published and like the thing i'm probably most proud of that i've done and you and i are like thinking that we're gonna encounter like a couple people at the grove like well maybe even hang out in the bookstore and then we see it align there and then it becomes this huge event, our unofficial book signing. Sweet Nums and Jet and Jack surprise us. My partner Jake surprised me, which I wasn't expecting. And it and a bunch of my friends as well. It was just like, yes, we did get kicked out and had to <laughs> drag the line around the grove. And then we got banned for a year after the third yeah. set of cops uh, scolded us. Um, But I do, like, that was a really like great moment for me and I felt felt very fulfilled um mm-hmm. doing the book and by other roses because I'm going to take more because sure. you did uh would be the relationships that we've built through doing this podcast totally. I definitely never anticipated it I would say it's definitely brought you and I closer together in positive and negative ways yeah if you work with somebody this fucking much I this is a challenge I will issue to anyone go through a hyper binge with somebody wake up every day for two and a half months plug into a fucking zoom with somebody do this do this do this it will it will make you a romantic partner it's a great idea That may be a bad idea. Keep some mystery in the romantic relationships in your life. But do it with a friend, do it with a coworker, do it with whoever. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. if you can get through a hyper binge with somebody, you pretty much can do anything with them, I feel like. That shit was the most intense, like, creative endeavor I've ever done with anyone. Yeah. Bar none. Nothing's even close to it. It was a lot of time, and it was also, like, a really, like, scary time in the world, too. Yeah. So. That's true. Um... My other rose would be, technically I have produced a podcast before. I produced The Good Place, the podcast before this. So I had some chops, but this has definitely, I've never owned a business before. I'm, I've learned so much about running a business, so much about social media. I guess that's skill building. Um, but, you know, I've never done this type of creativity and like coming up with all of the things that we do for this podcast and everything that was in the book. It 
it cratched my cratched it scratched my creative itch uh very well and we have come up with like in things i never would have thought we would have come up with on the first time we did this um my thorn (laughs) can you guess what my thorn is social media the, yeah. <laughs> the the interaction with DMs and shit like that. Yes, that is my thorn. Um, we try to make a fun bachelor podcast. However, sometimes there's things going on in the world that both of us agree and feel that we need to address. And when we do address them, hundred percent of the time we get hate messages from from both sides of the of the political spectrum, and. Yeah, my thorn is the point zero 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 one percent of the hate mail that we get, but it's it can be the only type of mail that I remember, even though ninety nine point nine nine percent is great. Yeah. So yeah, that's my thorn, but Yeah, fair enough. For a while I think my thorn in the beginning of this, pre hyperbench, probably would have been like questioning, am I like why am I spending so much time on The Bachelor, on this show? And mm. and that whole question, I mean, that's something that we talk about a lot on this show through the whole history of the show, which, by the way, we should mention, all of our back catalog is going to be moving to Patreon at some point in the near future. But And we will be taking all the ads out of it. Right, it'll We're all be ad-free. But uh, the, in the early days of this, one of the thorns for me definitely was a constant questioning of, am I spending too much time on this? Is this creatively mm-hmm. like fulfilling like existentially. to me? Yeah, like is this what I want to be doing for a job? Should I be spending this writing other things or doing whatever? Um, hmm. That thorn no longer exists for me. It got shaved off at some point, and now I fucking love it. You I, found purpose in the pit. Yeah, purpose. I did find purpose in the pit, but I also just enjoy the. Um, I will say, once I started getting players into the game, it was a whole new thing for me. You know. Like it, this isn't just a podcast and us just pontificating about theories. I'm putting them into real practice now and they fucking work. That became something completely different. Like I, I found that I was able to analyze this system of the bachelor and pick it apart in such a way that I can now infiltrate it. I can start to manipulate it a little bit and I can change it potentially, you know, that became very interesting to me in a a true sense that it wasn't just like, oh, me and Lizzie fucking watch this stupid show and we really like it and we're obsessed with it. It became something completely different on like a higher level, which I, it's, it's almost now a, a rose to me, if you will. My level oh, of involvement with this. Oh, your thorns became roses. That thorn sprouted wow. into it a rose the friendship bud. we made along the way. <laughs> That's right. And I cannot wait to see what Gore will accomplish in Bachelor in Paradise season eight. Gore on sand. Oh, God. Sand this year. Get ready for it, ladies and gents. But anyway, we just wanted to say happy gore anniversary to ourselves, to everyone listening, to everybody who's been with us since that first episode. I think it got like 400 listens its first month or something like that. So to the 400 people or however many of you are still left listening to this now. Gore 400. What do we call it? The core core 20. 20, Yeah, that was a different thing. That watched our labor of love live streams but yeah to everybody who's who has been here from the beginning of it and everybody who has come along the ride at any point while you're looking at the memes or you listening to our podcast or reading our book or whatever we cannot thank everybody enough and we're looking forward to what is our fourth year that is starting now this month it will 
uh, begin with Windekia. It will continue through Bachelor in Paradise 8, and it will go into Bachelor 27. And then we will come around for our fifth year, starting in the next Bachelorette season. I forgot a rose. Oh, please. It's when you ordered and received your little orphan Annie wig and sometimes do <laughs> Nick Vial impressions on our Patreon lives. It's not a little <laughs> orphan Annie wig. It, it's a brown wig. It brings wig. me joy. Yeah. It looks like, you look like a little orphan Annie in it to me. Oh, thank you very much. I'll take that as a high compliment. You're welcome. <laughs> I'll take it as a compliment because of the youth factor. If you're telling me I can still look mm-hmm. that young, uh, I'll yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, and you don't even need to eat poop every day. Okay. Um, That's a Kim Kardashian ref. She just said that she would eat poop every day if it made her look younger. Eh, you know, we all have our, our desires in life, but... Thank you again to everybody who's joined us on this and continues to join us. We have some big things in store for year four of Gore. And uh, yeah, happy Gore anniversary, Pace Case. Yeah. We did it. Three years. 69 tings to us all. Indeed. And now we're going to move on to the next portion of our program in which we are discussing things that we are taking in that are not The Bachelor. This is... What are you watching? What are you watching? Clues. Yeah. What are you watching? I'll tell you what I'm trying to watch and failing at. There's a movie on HBO Max called The Secrets of Dumbledore. Have you seen it? No. I haven't seen any of the Harry Potter stuff beyond the, the original Harry Potter movies. Okay. I did watch the first Fantastic Beasts, and then I think there was another one in there too, right? Or no? Is Dumbledore the third one of those know. or second one? Whatever the fuck it is, it's unwatchable. It is the most boring <laughs> pile of shit movie I have ever seen in my life. I'm like, where's the fucking Fantastic Beasts? Where's the fucking magic? I'm like 20 or 30 minutes into it. Barely. There's no magic? A little. There's a little, but it's not good. It's just, I don't mm. think I'm going to continue. Sadly, because I like all those fucking movies. I like magic. I like fantastical shit on screen. I especially like mm-hmm. like crazy beasts and shit, like weird magic creatures flying around Eh, so far there's none of it there's one creature they show that has a couple of creature babies and it's like eh, it's barely there you get those little platypus things that like jewels and shit they're floating around but it's not it's not (laughs) platypuses that like jewels you know what i'm talking about he's got that one creature that type of creature they look like little platypuses but they and they live in his his suitcase but they they go for like gold and shit they're like attracted to sparkles. Oh. Not good. Then I watched Obi-Wan Kenobi. I've been giving Disney Plus a chance. I've been saying, look, I'm going to cancel my shit. But if you can win me over with some of this new shit you got. Oh, it's a deal breaker show. Deal breaker show. And guess what? Oh my God. Deal is broken. I watched the first two episodes. <laughs> Terrible. Boring. Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker are like little seven eight nine ten year old kids in it don't give a shit their storyline is completely boring you know there's no jeopardy in it because we know what happens to those characters later when she gets kidnapped in the first episode of obi-wan kenobi you're like well she obviously gets out of it i have seen her as an adult Mm -hmm. through the whole fucking course of the thing so all the jeopardy she always gets out of kidnappings too (laughs) yeah exactly that's all she does just a fucking multiple kidnap survivor but uh Beyond that, the special effects aren't good, which is strange because Mandalorian, they were actually very good. 
And there's a whole scene hmm. where Obi-Wan Kenobi at, in episode two is running across these rooftops being pursued by these Jedi hunters, one of whom is like tracking him down. And they're like jumping across rooftops and shit. It, I mean, it's not shot for shot, but it's like, I saw this in the Matrix in 1999 and it was done a thousand <laughs> times better. It's just like a pale, shitty mm. afterthought. Like there's nothing in it that's good. And so my deal is broken. I'm going to cancel Disney Plus. Dang. You hear that, Disney Plus? How are you going to get him back? They're not going to because I am. And it's kind of sad to say because when I was a kid, if you would have told me that there was going to be a new fucking Star Wars movie or TV show coming out every month and a new Marvel movie or TV show coming out every month, I would have shit my pants. I would have said, that is the world I want to live in. And now I live in the world. And unfortunately, all of these things have lost my interest. I'm not even saying they're bad necessarily. I know I shit all over one Kenobi and it is bad, but some of the Marvel stuff is actually pretty good. I just don't care. I just don't care enough to watch it. Maybe because there's so much of it or because it's so generic at this point, it all kind of looks the same. Like if you've seen Iron Man, you've basically seen everything after it, or really Guardians of the Galaxy. Once James Gunn kind of put that comedic edge into it, that's basically the tone of all these movies now, all these TV shows. At any rate, that's my diatribe against Disney Plus and why I will now cancel my subscription. I can't even think of anything I've watched on Disney Plus. I know there was something. I mean, it's just Marvel, Star Wars, and Disney shit. That's all it is, which is a lot, obviously. That's like 90% of all media on planet Earth. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. Hamilton? I watched Hamilton. You know what would get me to come back? And they'll start doing this soon. It's when they're going to start merging their IPs. So when you have like Guardians of the Star Wars Galaxy and you start bleeding the Marvel Universe into the Star Wars Universe... I would be curious to see how they do that. I'm sorry. Sorry for this terrible news for Disney Plus. Is Harry Potter Disney That's Plus? Warner Brothers, no. HBO Max. Brothers? I could see a movie on Disney Plus that's like Chewbacca and Groot as like a buddy comedy and they don't ever speak English. I like Baby Groot. I have just started those movies. Mm -hmm. Baby Groot's cute. What are you watching? I am combining what I'm watching with our peacocking challenge. Last week I challenged you based on our meeting with Grace Ann to see if we could peacock in our gore shirts and who would get talked to more. Yeah. And I went and I saw Top Gun oh, Maverick. Nice. Had this you seen the original? Movie, yes. Okay. I liked this better than the original. Mm. I hadn't seen the original for a long time, but yep. I feel like there was like a cheesiness factor to it. That's like the vibe I remember. Yeah. Yeah. This movie is extraordinary. It's tight. It's, it's everything that you want from a Tom Cruise movie. He's, you know, he's doing his whole own stunts the whole time, so there's not that distracting, like, green screeny thing. It is so good. And is it military propaganda? Absolutely. And that is how good this movie is. I loved it. I felt engaged in the action scenes they were very clear like what is their purpose what they're trying to do what objectives they need to accomplish they the emotional story arc is amazing i almost cried it's so good jennifer connelly is so good um i love her in snowpiercer and 
yeah, it just, it was so fun. The guy who directed it, Joe Kaczynski, is like one of my favorite directors. He did Tron Legacy. Did you ever see that? No. That movie is fucking mind-blowing. It's not a great story. The acting is whatever. Visually, you will never see another movie that looks like that in your lifetime. Highly recommend. He also then did a movie called Oblivion with Tom Cruise in it. Oh, I liked that movie, I think. Is that the... Wait, which one is that? It's kind of forgettable. He plays like a guy that lives up in this tower above the clouds with this woman, and they're working for some like unseen kind of like sci-fi organization or whatever, patrolling the, the grounds for these, what they believe are like uh, mutated people, but then they find out there's a bigger plot, and it's actually this weird alien intelligence is just cloning him a hundred times again and again and again and again and again. Oh. It's the story's not great. It's a little weird, but the look of it, the direction of it is again unfucking paralleled. They invented like this weird uh projection technology specifically for that movie that now other movies use as well. He's a great visual director well, in my opinion. I think you I think you would love it. I highly recommend. Yeah, I definitely want to see it. You know what I don't recommend? I saw a second movie, two movies in one week. Can you believe it? I saw Doctor Strange. Fuck, I don't know what the actual title is. The Doctor Strange movie that's out. And I have never seen any of I've never seen any of the other iterations, so maybe I was missing some context. But it was not good. <laughs> no shit. It was Sam Raimi directed who arguably started the whole comic book fucking movie craze with his first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Back in 2001 or whatever it would have been. For me, it was very all over the place. And there is a scene in which two people fight with music. That sounds good as fuck to me. What would you picture two people fighting with the music is? Have you ever seen Scott Pilgrim? No. What? That's what that whole movie is, is people battling with music. That movie's fucking awesome. Highly recommend Scott Pilgrim if you ain't seen it. I ain't. It's uh, music notes. Music notes. They play, they're playing music notes at each other. It's it's wild. That um, sounds cool. You're selling me on it's this. It's visually shit. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I may have to keep my Disney subscription now until that fucking starts streaming. <laughs> oh my god! And like, I do like I like multiverse storylines. I really liked this book, Incursion, and Dark Matter. Um, those are very good books about this type of thing. But in this one, I just. I feel like you have to focus on a few multiverses and make them specific, kind of like in everything, everywhere, all at once. In this, it was oh, just man. like, oh, that's really good. I'll, tr- I'll get to that. Really I good. will see that eventually. Hopefully, I, it's not I on Disney I would recommend Plus. seeing that in a theater, although, you know, COVID, I don't know what's going on. A lot of people have COVID that I know right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Everybody's getting fucking COVID. But this movie, the one you're talking about, Top Gun, crushed. It was the biggest Memorial Day opening ever of all time for a movie. COVID or not. They're gonna make they're gonna make so many more of them. I don't know if Tom Cruise will be in it, but I bet they'll make them forever. Oh, is that a spoiler? Star Wars. Does Maverick die? Oh no. Oh. I'm not giving any spoilers. Okay. Well, I will definitely check it out. And no one should check out Secrets of Dumbledore. And that's what we've learned here in this segment. <laughs> what are you watching? Now let's move on to the next portion oh, of our program. Sorry. I, I, one more thing I'm watching. I watched the finale of Survivor. Oh. And it was great. Usually there's like 
the way Survivor works, I feel like they end up getting rid of the people that you really like or the people who are really good at the game. And it's just like floater duds in the final three. But this time, I was happy with the end. Oh, congratulations. I'm glad that this season of Survivor was satisfying to your needs. (laughs) Very satisfying. (laughs) Okay. It was a very competitive season. I highly recommend. Well, I have not watched Survivor in some time. I don't think I ever will again, but I'm glad that you enjoyed it. And now let's move on to that next portion of our program in which we discuss all of the juiciest tids from around the nation. This is... Bachelor Nation News. First up in Bachelor Nation News... The hollow shell of the human being that once housed the soul of Becca Kufrin is officially engaged to the oh villain of Bachelorette Season 17 turned Paradise Big Body Trash Can, Thomas Jacobs. The unlikely pair took to their respective Instagrams to announce the next step in their relationship and reveal that in a modern day turn of the tables, it was the only player to ever hold the title of Tropical Royale herself who issued the proposal to the Big Body Trash Can. Kufrin and Jacobs met on BIP Season 7, where he narrowly avoided another villain edit to rise above the rank-and-file players to attain a one-on-one with Kufrin, who was the recipient of every tier of protection the producers offer, including having access to the internet, which we believe she used to research Jacobs while she was dating him. In the forced breakup or forced sexual intercourse round of paradise, the couple opted to go their separate ways. But once they rotated back to civilian life, they decided to give it another shot away from the cameras where their love began to blossom. The Bachelor Live on Stage host has previously been engaged to two other players from the nation, season 22 Bachelor Ari Leyendek Jr. and the ring winner from her season of The Bachelorette, Garrett Yergorian. Hopefully, the BBTC's The Charm. Do you think they really get married? Yes. I think so, too. 100%. I believe they probably will, too. Um, the amount of spawn con that they did for this announcement, intense. We will get to it. We will. Uh, we will get to it. I, I mean, I think 100% they're getting married because, it, because it's her third engagement. Yeah. You got to at least do the marriage for this one, I think. And, you know, I, I mean, I hope they are happy together forever. As do I. I hope that somehow she can find happiness or any kind of emotion after having her soul removed by the producers. Game of Roses is sponsored by BetterHelp. Clues. Uh, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, it can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind, Clues? Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, It has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills. You know, the the whole premise of life is is kind of a, a, it's a lot to undertake, and therapy can help with that. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire. Then you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists 
literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. Clues, it is springtime. It is the off season. It mm. is gore girl summer. The weather's getting warmer. Thank true. Dark Lord Palmer. And it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and cowls and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, get those staple pieces, and I found quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my dresser when all my clothes are washed. You know those special items. If you are not like Clues, who only wears one outfit. I'm Quince head to toe at this point. I'm a Quince boy. <gasps> I'm a source boy, Quince boy. Let's you got no go. idea. I'm wearing Quince t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince long sleeve t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince sweaters, Quince pants. I'm Quinced. <laughs> Just call me Quinced, King Quinces. Okay. They call me. I love Quince. Okay, Quince. Uh, get warm weather ready with Quince. Be a Quince King yourself or Quince Queen. Go to Quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash roses. Clues. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect t-shirt. Yeah. Um, because it's spring. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist. And you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in onyx. That's kind of a dark black color. And the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in kyanite, which is kind of like a blue green. And they are both so comfortable. It's basically like you are wearing nothing. Great for free spirit types. Well, for all the free spirits out there right now, you can shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes XXS through 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's Skims. Next up, Imagination Nation <laughs> News. Another one of my Clusian predictions has come to pass. Despite all conjecture to the contrary, season 18 Bachelorette Michelle Young has decided to renounce her career as a grade school teacher in favor of pursuing a career as an influencer. Did I tell you this or did I tell you this? You told me this. I don't know which episode we made this bet on, but Clues said she will quit. I said she won't. We had an update when she switched to part-time, but now she has gone to zero time, and I was wrong. 
During the <laughs> Tuesday, May 31st episode of Bachelor Happy Hour, Young explained that she's stepping out of the classroom to make sure that she's taking care of herself after what she described as two years of flying by the seat of her pants and being in survival mode, as well as not really living as a teacher, post her playing days in our beloved game. Young added that she does plan to continue pursuing her master's degree in administration, and she will use her platform to advocate for teachers. We believe she will also use that platform to generate a tidal wave of SpawnCon. It's good to see Michelle Young finally giving in to the siren's call of Influencer Money and official Bachelor Nation podcast hosting. Once the hooks get in, once the darkness is in there even a little bit, it takes control. It takes over. I'm not saying she's going to be shell of a human, Becca Kufrin style. She, that's not necessarily true. She can't avoid that still. Kufrin's gone full in. Like it's, there's only darkness beneath the show. Michelle Young still has herself in there. (laughs) She's still in the show. And And we don't like, I don't think necessarily the money is the reason for this. I don't think we necessarily know, but I mean, she's talked about, I can't imagine how hard it has been to be a teacher during the pandemic. But of course it's also the money. It's like, yeah, you can be a teacher and you make whatever your teacher's salary is and it's fulfilling on whatever level to you. But you can make your teacher's salary in like one fucking Instagram story. Of yeah. course the money has something to do with this. There's no, it's a, it's a career decision. Money always is a part of that. Yeah, well, I hope that um, she finds true happiness and that she uh, gets out of survival mode. Me too. I mean, look, she's a very good parasocial player. We talked about this all through her, not only her season as Bachelorette, but season 25. She walked into season 25, halfway fucking through it, got a one-on-one date, made it to hometowns, made it to fucking second place, had barely any Instagram presence, and then immediately was posting like almost nothing and her Instagram was fucking blowing up. The power she has in the parasocial arena was not being used with her sitting behind a teacher's desk. Now it will be. We are going to see her Mm. elevated to her true position within the nation, especially within the parasocial version of the nation. I can't wait to see what she starts doing now that it's like that little thing in the back of her mind is like, well, I'm a teacher though. I should be like thinking about the kids and thinking about my identity as a teacher. That's fucking gone. Give into it. Come to the dark side. This is when the the emperor is fucking trying to convince Luke to let the... (laughs) the pain or whatever flowed through him. I don't remember the exact lines, but you know what I mean? <laughs> He's trying to convince him to be evil. And I feel like she's done it now. It's great. Uh, <laughs> the dark side is jumping over roofs, right? Yeah. Really fast. Exactly. Um, she's also, by the way, paired up with another extraordinary parasocial player, mm-hmm. Nate Olukoya, who is amazing. And I think that what they can do as a couple, it's going to be... Hannah Godwin, Dylan Barber status. I agree. They're going to dominate. Hashtag couple goals. Hashtag nature. Hashtag Minnesota royalty. This was another thing that I talked about when she came off mm. her season. They're not coming to LA. They're not going to New her. York. I didn't really meet her, but I went to a football game that she was the celebrity guest <laughs> and she handed out roses. You shared air molecules with her. But we talked mm-hmm. about this when she was coming off of her season. That they're not going to LA, not coming to New York, not even going to Chicago or Nashville. They're staying in fucking Minnesota. There's no one from Are the you nation. Sure? There. I'm not positive, but yes. Now that she's quitting teaching, you think they'll still stay? I think so. And I think there'll be royalty there. 
I think they will dominate that geographic area. Well, I'm going to be there for a month mm. in July. So I'll let you know if the geographic area, if the landscape is changing due to nature. Let me know. Up next in Bachelor Nation News, Tammy Lee is making headlines with a tweet. On May 29th, the subject of the first ever Gore video interview tweeted, The crap they're pulling for Paradise this year is embarrassing. Two laughing, crying face emojis. Sending the fourth audience into an immediate firestorm of conjecture and speculation via the forums. We, personally, have no idea what she meant specifically, but we are happy to speculate, which we will do now. What did she mean? (laughs) What is this? What is this about? (laughs) I have no idea. I don't either. She's not going to paradise, is she? No, she's not going to paradise. I don't know. But no one so far is in paradise. No one has flown out yet. The flyout dates don't start happening till next week. And she must have some inside info on shit they're doing to players. Maybe as we're, we're now. She made a, a, she made a follow-up tweet that was like that. They're upset that I know everything or something. Of course they are. They're, I have all the tea. They want to keep all of the information super close so that nobody knows anything about it. Unfortunately, everybody going to Paradise is a human being, and they have friends that they talk to, many of whom are within the nation, many of whom are players that helped them get into the nation or coach them in some way. It's absurd the level of control that producers think they need to have over all of this shit. It drives me insane. But I think what mm-hmm. she is probably talking about at this point is maybe who Those they're cast? flying out. Yeah. Who's, who's cast on Paradise and the order that they're flying out. Like she can probably. You think she's talking about sand order? That tweet yeah. is about for sand? Yes, because some of the players get like early flyout dates. And sometimes you just get like Alexa Ray Cave sequestered in a fucking hotel room like a prisoner and you never even get to touch sand. But they do have sometimes staggered flyout dates. So if somebody gets like a, la- a flyout date that's a week later, you know they're obviously not even, there's no possible way they can come onto sand first. And so if you know that that person likes somebody who's going there first and that first person likes the person who's coming later, you can piece together that like, oh, the producers are fucking them completely. And I'm sure that's roughly what she's talking about. I wonder if it's referring to like the type of thing that uh, Anna Redman was posting with Jasmine. Do you remember this? No. There was some TikTok where Anna Redman is saying that they like promised her first sand and yes, well, something like that. As you heard up top with the quote we played, producers promise a lot of things to a lot of players, and these promises are straight fucking mm. lies. They are designed to keep control over players, to manipulate the world that they're living in. That thing, mm-hmm. that clip that we played, which, by the way, we're definitely going to be talking about it in Digging Deeper in a week and a half. Uh, Demi and Pilot Pete both say the producers told them not to do podcasts, Sweet Nums as well, because the producers were going to give them one. Just sit tight. Your podcast is coming. Don't do a podcast. Just sit tight. Your podcast is coming. They're doing it to silence them, Mm -hmm. to just keep them quiet as long as they can so that the relevance they have in the nation starts to fucking wear thin because it's like, you don't, you know, if Pilot Pete comes out with a podcast as soon as his season is over and is like, no, here's the producers fuck me in all these ways, it would have so much fucking weight. 
If he does it now, it'll be interesting to us. It'll be interesting to the people who are like, <laughs> you know, devoted to this lifestyle. Uh, but sure, we'll shit our pants. But exactly. for most people, most people's pants will be fine. Pants. They'll be able to walk around without shit in their pants. <laughs> and I think the producers are doing that on purpose. And I think that it's the um, these promises of like, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. They're all designed to make you think something or feel a certain way. And the producers know in the end that they're going to do a reversal on you to fuck you up or whatever the case may be. It's carrots dipped in sauce. And they do them of all ways. They dangle the sauce carrot of first sand. They dangle, oh, you could have a podcast. They dangle, oh, you could be the next crown. And this makes all of them be in compliance because they're like, well, I might have this opportunity. But unless they're all talking to each other, they don't know that all of these things have been promised to way more people than their spots. And I think that's what's happening now. I think that's a key component of the modern sauce war is that there are now a number of players who have been given these false promises and they're comparing notes and they're just like, these mm-hmm. producers are fucking they're ruining these people's lives, at least for a year in some cases. If they're telling you, hey, mm-hmm. we want you for the lead, that means you have to not date anybody for however long they're lying to you. That means you have to potentially, if you have a job or something, you have to tell your employer, like, hey, I have to take off two fucking months of my job to go do this thing, potentially. Mm-hmm. And you're also thinking to yourself, like, well, I know just the... I know this is very 4TR or 4TWR, but you're thinking to yourself, I may come out of this with a million Instagram followers and that's going to be my job. So you have to start thinking about what's that going to look like? Do I need to get an agent, a manager? How am I going to handle all this get shit? shape. All of it. And the producers just don't give a fuck about any of these players. They use them like pawns in whatever way they see fit. They lie directly to them. Uh-huh. And I think Tammy seemingly has been on the receiving end of one of those <laughs> lies or multiple of those lies. And it's like, fuck this shit. And now she's talking to other people who are going through Tammy. it. I don't know. The sauce wars are at a full boil. And um, Tammy is one of the, the, what, generals? I don't know a good analogy to make here militarily, but. Uh... <laughs> she's the top gun. Yeah, she's the top gun. She's the maverick. No, I love, I love to, I love the sauce wars are, are heating up. I, you know, I'm very conflict avoidant, but. It is an entertaining conflict. I agree. Things are changing. I think it's going to change how the show is made eventually, you know, because it's going to get to a point where what are they going to do? Be suing a dozen people every week? More and more of these people are coming out with podcasts. Demi was like, fuck it. I'm just making my podcast now. Popeye was like, fuck it. Me and Dusty are going to do, me and D-Man 43, sorry, are going to do a, <laughs> a podcast now. They're not waiting anymore because it's like, there's, this can be a job. The producers are taking money Uh away from these people or opportunities for money. And it seems that they're doing it purposefully. It's it's just so sinister. Well, that was all speculation. We don't know any facts. Let that be clear. Right. But speaking of strong parasocial players, father of the most powerful, the most powerful parasocial baby in the nation, Ari Leindyke Jr. is in the news this week. What? Mm -hmm. The once fiance of Becca Kufrin may be done with his playing days in our beloved game, but it seems he's moved on to a different game. That's right. The Kissing Bandit is set to return to reality competition in a show called The Traders. Based on a Dutch format, 
actor Alan Cumming will render hosting duties in a castle in the Scottish Highlands. It's described as a competition series with a psychological thriller element that concludes with a prize of 250k that requires alliances and strategizing. The 10-episode run of The Traitors will stream on Peacock with no official release date yet. Ooh. Is this like the mole? I, I don't know exactly what it is. I haven't watched the original show, but this is what is being reported on it. And along with the bowling ball liquor, fans of reality TV will get to see Survivor favorites Stephanie LaGrosa and Siri Fields, along with Big Brother stars Rachel Riley and Cody Califiore. Ryan Lochte, who was an Olympic swimmer and previously competed on Dancing with the Stars, is another contestant, along with Real Housewives personality Brandy Glanville, below deck star Kate Chastain, Summer House star Kyle Cook, and Shaws of Sunset personality Reza Farahan. Don't know him. And alongside these reality TV personas, the cast will be completed with non-celebrities. We're looking forward to seeing Lauren Leindyke's first choice for husband in game again. Okay, I might have to watch that. I'm also just curious uh, just to see Ari in a game of strategy. I'm curious to see Ari in anything other than social media about him selling a $4.5 million house in Arizona, his children's (laughs) birthday parties, or complaining about men being discriminated against at the doctor's office. You remember that fucking Instagram story he did? (laughs) Yes, I remember. I remember it all. Um, finally in Bachelor Nation news, while we are still waiting to see if Becca Kufrin and Big Body Trash Can will culminate their new engagement with a wedding in paradise, we have learned this week that one couple who will definitely not return to the stinging sands of Mexico to be wed under the sinister eye and eyebrow of Dark Lord Palmer is Abigail Herringer and young Noah Herb. The couple met last summer on BIP7, where producers ultimately forced them to break up on camera at the Bachelor Prom, where Grocery Store and Serena were <laughs> crowned king and queen of paradise. <laughs> I love Grocery Store as the first name. <laughs> I just, when I write shit like that, or hear it read, or say it, I'm always just like, what in the fuck is going on? What are we doing? We're it makes me laugh so much. Serena and now Tear. Tear. It's so funny. But away from the producer's Machiavellian machinations, Parasite's Paradise mustache player Noah Erb and season 25 <laughs> Fimp recipient Abigail Herringer got back together and currently live together now. Although they are not formally engaged, they explained to Page Six why they would never get married on sand. While promoting a couple's partnership with Grubhub and MasterChef Table, Herringer said that she was grateful to have had the chance to meet Herb on Paradise, but she is also, in quotes, very content to leave that chapter behind us. Herb admitted that the financial aspect of a Paradise wedding was appealing, but, quote, I also don't want to deal with some guy that I met on Paradise standing up and objecting and, ta- and me tackling him from the pews. I don't want to deal with that. I wouldn't want to do a televised wedding. Herringer agreed. No more cameras. The couple went on to add that their plan is to get married eventually, but they're still working out the details. We wish them well in all future endeavors, including staying far away from Bachelor producers. And that wraps up all the tids that are fit to print this week. Now we're going to move on to that portion of our program in which we discuss all those plays that our favorite players are making off the field and in the verse, comma, meta. This is 
the parasocial play, 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 play of the week. Clayton Eckert, a.k.a. the ultimate Viking and his ring winner, Susie Evans, a.k.a. I had a chamber, the Evan Chambers is real, are going viral for the first time since their iconic pizza reviews. Our most recent crown, a.k.a. the ultimate Viking, made a parasocial play with his ring winner in a reel posted on Susie's TikTok profile in which she drives a golf cart smiling with the caption, Mimosas at 10 a.m. on the golf course. Then cuts to her in the passenger seat of the golf cart with the caption, my boyfriend telling me at 12 p.m. I'm not allowed to drive the cart anymore. She posted it to an audience clapping and then an audience gasping, ooh, audio clip, racking up an impressive 5.3 million views and 586,000 likes on TikTok, with an additional 11 million views and 575k likes on Barstool Sports, who reposted it to the viral song, Jiggle Jiggle by Duke and Jones and Louis Thoreau. My money don't jiggle jiggle, it folds. I'd like to see you wiggle wiggle, for sure. It makes me want to dribble dribble, you know, riding in my Fiat, you really have to see it. Six feet two in a compact, no slack, but luckily the seats go back. I've got a knack to relax in my mind, sipping some red, red wine. Okay, Louis Thoreau is British. Where was your British accent? He doesn't sound, British people don't sound British when they're singing. <laughs> he does, I think. My money don't jiggle jiggle, it yeah. folds. I like to see you waggle waggle, for sure. It makes me want to dribble dribble, you know. Wrong in my fiat, you really oh have to see it. Six feet two in a compact, no slack. But luckily the seats go back. I've got a knack to relax in my mind, sipping some red, red wine. Is that better? Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Speaking <laughs> of previous crowns, Matt James made a wonderful Instagram real play Three this years. week. <laughs> he posted a video of himself in the shower with the caption, PSA, stop the madness, ladies. In it, he showers innocently, seeing some long brown hair on the wall of his shower. The amount of hair keeps increasing until he's finally surrounded by wigs attached to the shower walls, at which point he yells, Rachel! The reel has one million views and 48.6K likes. It's incredibly relatable for anyone with long hair or who lives with the long-haired. I laughed. I laughed out loud at this reel. It was hilarious. One half of Windekia, Gabby Windy, a.k.a. the lovable Dame Bat, posted a Grandpa John update on her Instagram stories this week with an image of him in a backwards baseball cap with the caption, Grandpa John is alive and well. Many exclamation points, and he's still on my nerves. Heart emoji. We love this update and hope Wendy continues to make Grandpa John a part of her family-oriented colorful narrator brand while parasocially launching him in his own right as a familial star, potentially even into being cast on Senior Bachelor, a.k.a. Bachelor Olds. Could he win the Sweet Num's Familial Involvement Award again on Windekia? Time will tell. Who do you think would be in the Ceremony of Ancients for the Bachelor Olds? It's like people who are 110. <laughs> um, the <laughs> I'm thinking of the the first the first uh, family player that grandma who danced. Um, oh God! On season seven. Yes, I remember her. Nana. Nana. Nana would be there if she can still be cast in <laughs> things. All of these were amazing plays, but there can be only one winner. Our parasocial play of the week goes to the first ever Tropical Royale and the player who got Ari Leyendijk 
banned from the state of Minnesota, Becca Kufrin. She took to her Instagram main grid to announce that for the first time ever, there will be a Tropical Royale wedding. Yes, Becca Kufrin proposed to Thomas Jacobs, a.k.a. the Big Body Trash Can, and reported back to Instagram that he said yes. The caption reads, In the ultimate plot twist, he said yes. We've been keeping this a secret just between us and close family and friends for a while, but we're so excited to shout it from the rooftops. I finally found my chauffeur for life and the one who makes my heart (laughs) smile every single day. I can't wait to do it all with you, Tommy. Thanks for making me the happiest gal alive. I love you to the moon and back. Heart emoji, camera emoji, at Erica Jones Photography. Chicken emoji? What is that? Picnic basket emoji. Chicken emoji. Flower emoji. Flower bouquet. (laughs) I want a chicken emoji, obviously. At the picnic. It does look like a chicken. Collective. Ring emoji. At light and fine. Champagne bottle emoji. At drink bourdon. Uh, happy person emoji at Thomas Jacobs. No emoji. The post has 351.9K likes and 3.6K comments in what is becoming commonplace in bachelor proposals. This engagement announcement post is fully sponsored from the photography, the picnic, the ring, and the alcohol. Will we see Thomas reverse propose back to get her her own sponsored sparkler? A big body cash plan. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Will they wait? Until Sand to reverse propose to get the most out of the second half of the engagement. Two spawn con extravaganzas and a BIP payment from one total engagement. Time will tell. But congratulations to the happy couple. We can't wait to see this wedding, aka big body bash plan. Jesus, just on a roll. <laughs> Come to fruition. And of course, regardless, we hope to see them parade their sponsored sparklers around Sand this coming BIP season as the new king and queen of paradise. I can't agree with you more. She has no choice. She will be on sand with that ring. It will mm-hmm. happen. Hosting a date or hosting the proposals. But, okay, I did write this as new king and queen of paradise, but is it her or is it grocery store and Serena? No, it's her. She's got happy hour. It's her, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor viewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus... You get member-exclusive pricing What's in the box? on every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F 
leafcom slash roses. Try firstleaf.com slash roses. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe, unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura Frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabooli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. Cute. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things and I need an easy install. And oh. this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Whew. Huge news in the nation. Absolutely. And now let's move on to the non-humans of our nation. And the plays they made this week, this is the Parasocial Creature of the Week. Becca Kufrin chronicled her and Thomas's encounter with a wild Hawaiian chicken. There's the chicken. That flew into their <laughs> rental car, laid an egg, and then flew off. They ended up cooking and eating the egg the wild chicken left in their car. Dangerous. Don Hersey's Pup Dexter is serving sass in his first ever SpawnCon ad. And these were great. Fantastic, even, creatures. But there can be only one Creature of the Week, and this week the honor goes to Hendrix. This hefty pup is the centerpiece of the Moss family, and Superman himself, Dale Moss, brought Hendrix into his world of parasocial power with a little spawn con this week. He made a main grid post with a video of himself and Hendrix enjoying some time out in a field with a caption that read, 
Hendrix is our big baby, and we want to make sure he's always getting the best treats and is staying as healthy and happy as possible. Needless to say, he's loving the rawhide-free at Purina Prime Treats and their natural limited ingredients, which have officially made me his favorite in the family. Hashtag sponsored. Congrats to Hendrix on this prestigious award and on all the Purina meat treats he can eat. Love to see Dale Moss getting into the creature game, especially with this majestic creature that looks like a like a Harry Potter dog. He really is a beautiful sight to behold. Please go to Dale Moss's Instagram right now to see Hendrix stomping around this field eating his Purina meat treats. And now we're going to move on to that portion of our program where Pace Case and I descend deep into the darkest waters of the pit where we issue forth our screams about how the show has taken over our lives, every aspect of it, every waking moment, every sleeping moment. This is Screams from the Pit. So my scream this week is my peacocking update. Last week... I told you all that we had a meeting with Grace Ann regarding our Game of Roses logo shirt, and she's been having both men and women approaching her while she's wearing it and ask about the shirt because they think it looks cool. And it gave me this idea, this peacock off with clues in our shirts this week to see if we, on- if we only wear the shirt when we leave the house this week, who gets approached more? Well, <laughs> I wore it to Top Gun and the Doctor Strange films both my two of my outings this week and no one approached me zero um zero approaches i you know i'm i'm trying to not feel bad about this but i think it's i think it wasn't the audience you know i think Mm. it was a very male audience i think that universal city walk like that's it's a lot of tourists it's not really um it's not really a lot of women from uh, 18 to 40 (laughs) right a lot of kids okay um who are who don't listen to our show i guess i don't know but just because i failed in this doesn't mean i don't have a peacock update Mm. this comes in the form of a text message from my mother and keep in mind i had not told her that we were doing the peacocking challenge this week. And I don't think she is up to date on the podcast. She texted me this very same week and said, I wore your gore t-shirt to, insert dentist name, for my teeth cleaning. And the two hygienists and the receptionist all loved my shirt and asked me about it. Did she drag them into the pit? I, I'm sure she was like, oh my it's God. my daughter's podcast. I love it. Your mom is out there so, pushing Game of Roses on her funny. dental hygienist. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I need to go to the dentist. I haven't been in a minute since before COVID, I think. And I'm going to wear it to the dentist and see if it's like a dental thing, maybe. I don't know. I need to get someone to <laughs> say something. Well, my scream is related. I also peacocked this week. I did not go to the mm-hmm. movies. I only went to the gym where I did not wear it because I like to wear my gym outfits. And then I... Rude. I wore you it. can wear the shirt anywhere, by the way. Gameofroses.co. You can wear it to the gym. Yeah, you can. Others can. I, I like to work out in my workout outfits. I don't know what to tell you. It's just what I like. And I have to be... 
I have to have my certain workout gear on to be able to work is out. Is it like a tank top or something? Yeah. It's a tank top, spaghetti straps. and It's a cutoff tank? Yeah. No. It's just- Mini shorts. It's like these Under Armour, like kind of stretchy whatevers. I like- You know what I'm saying? That'll be in our next collection. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Give me an Under Armour thing with our Game of Roses logo. I wore the Game of Roses shirt to the grocery store three, three or four times. I don't remember exactly how many. But every time I went to the grocery store this week, I put it on, wearing no jacket over it or anything else. It was the only huh. adornment that I had, just to see if anybody would say anything. One day, I even rolled the sleeves up so that I would look a little crazy, show off the guns, just to see. I don't think that's going <laughs> to... I don't think looking crazier is the, is the key to peacocking. Were you being friendly? Were you, like, were you looking at the world like with a heart full of love? Yeah. I made my eyes as big as I could. And I did a mm-hmm. smile where you like grit your teeth Smizing. as hard as you can and just fucking you know, <laughs> ah, spread your oh. lips out. No, I, I mm. tried to look inviting. I tried to even like show the logo off, position it correctly or whatever. Mm. But what I found out was uh, I was basically invisible to all human beings. No one said anything to me. No one even <laughs> looked at me. The uh, cashiers didn't even invisible. ask me for any money. I just walked right out with all the goods. I'm kidding. That didn't happen. I paid for the goods. <laughs> But yeah, no one said anything to me either. So I don't know if maybe it's mm. me. I, maybe it's just Dark Seeker. Maybe she's got an, an outwardly the, the happy, inviting kind of persona that we just don't have. Maybe people look at me at least and think, I don't want to know what the fuck is up with that guy. And so they stay far <laughs> away, no matter what I'm wearing. I can accept that as being true. I mean, that just reminds me of the story that you told of where you were wearing your full outfit in the sun where it like covers your whole face yeah. and mask and you saw your neighbor and tried to do a friendly body gesture to be like, hello, it's me, it's your neighbor, don't be scared. <laughs> yeah. This was pre-pandemic too. I was wearing full like, you know, head and mouth, like covering everything, sunglasses, baseball cap, hood. I looked, um, you know, very crazy pre-pandemic. I still do, I guess. Say all Nonetheless. I should do that though. Get rid of my melasma. Might as well. Um, well, you're not invisible. I see you. Oh, thank clues. you. Thank and the you, pit man. sees you. And yeah, let us know if anyone has had similar experiences peacocking in your Goro logo shirts. Is it just us? Is it that Grace Ann still has her sparkle and we were, I mean. We I are know. hardened by the pit. I don't know what's wrong with us. I don't either. But now we're going to move on and we're going to play another scream. We're not the only ones down here in the pit screaming. There's a bunch of us. And if you go to patreon.com slash game of roses, you join us in the bottom of the pit, you get access to our discord on that discord. You can submit your own screams and we play one of them every week here and discuss. This one comes to us from LV Cronin is the name of the user. We are going to play it for you now. Hello, Lizzie and Chad. So I live in the same town as Trista and Ryan. My girls attend the same dance academy as their daughter, so we see them on occasion. This weekend, our girls were in the year-end ballet Cinderella. And of course, we saw Trista. She was signing the girls in backstage and volunteering. And in fact, their seats were a few rows ahead of ours. So we get to the point in the ballet where Prince Charming is hosting his ball. And it occurs to me, this is The Bachelor. Cinderella is literally the bachelor one single sexy guy invites 30 plus eligible ladies to his mansion with the intention of finding one to marry 
So I'm watching essentially The Bachelor while breathing the same air as Trista Rensetter. My husband is furious with me because I'm so deep in the pit that I can't just enjoy my daughter's dancing. No, I have to associate every piece to our beloved game. Wow, a Discord scream with a celeb sight, multiple celeb sighting from the nation. Incredible. This is almost like field reporting. I don't even know if this qualifies as a scream. Yeah. This is valuable information <laughs> on the whereabouts and happenings of the first fucking bachelorette and her ring winner and their offspring. Trista Rain is good girl lifestyle. She's volunteering. It's amazing. But the point brought up here by L.V. Cronin is accurate. Cinderella is the bachelor the bachelor is cinderella and we know that our beloved game has deep ties with all the disney princesses look at ashley iaconetti who believes she is jasmine and who forces mr iaconetti to dress up as who was jasmine's <laughs> paramour aladdin all aladdin. the time he does it all the time <laughs> god this is fascinating i i wish that i could have been there i wish that i could have seen this event to see any of these people out in the wild like doing just regular kind of shit but I'm sorry, L.V. Cronin, I'm, that you couldn't fully enjoy the show because you, the dark energies of the pit were swirling in your mind too fast, too powerful for you to just relax and enjoy your daughter's dancing. I understand what that's exactly what that is like because I sat behind randomly. I don't even know how friend of a friend got these tickets, but we sat behind Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at a Laker game. And it was his 75th birthday Laker game. So everybody had Abdul-Jabbar jerseys that oh, they wow. were given. So we're all wearing his jerseys and we're sitting right behind him. And I'm like, I'm not watching the game. I'm watching him the entire time yeah. and how he's just constantly approached. And it looks like, looks like not a very fun life, to be honest. <laughs> so many people. But um, I couldn't focus. I couldn't relax. And then he finally got moved somewhere. I don't know where, but then I could relax. <laughs> And we were in the background of all the pictures. Anyway, that's about me. But the Cinderella thing is amazing. And I'm like, wait, was her daughter playing one of the contestants on The Bachelor, the kid version? Yeah. I had a very similar experience at a Dodgers game. I had mm. like amazing seats because of this job that I was working on at the time. One of the producers on it was like a super high up executive at the Dodgers. And we could just like, oh, you want seats right behind home plate? Here you go. So I, I capitalized on that access and I was sitting next to Sandy Koufax. Just mind blowing, oh. like literally in the seat next to me. And I'm just sitting there like, I can't watch the baseball game. Sandy Koufax is sitting four inches from me. God, it was cool. You mean Sandy Koufax, the American baseball player who is left-handed <laughs> and a pitcher? Yeah, that's the one. Oh my God. Okay. Ah, yes, if you don't course, know who Sandy Koufax says it doesn't fucking matter, but he's a I'm he's sorry. an old pitcher. He's like one of the greatest pitchers that ever lived. A uh, huge uh, chunk of like Dodger identity, Los Angeles Dodger identity. Anyway, doesn't was matter. he like muttering at each pitch, like oh, could have been better, like should have twisted that one. Yeah, should he was saying should have twisted that one a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just watching the game. But he is, I think, he's a pitching oh, coach clues. for the Dodgers now. At any rate. Three years at last with clues. That's right. I'm Doesn't so get lucky. any better than that. Thank you very much, 
LV Cronin for sending in that scream. And once again, if you want to send in your screams, you just go to patreon.com slash gamerosa, join us in the bottom of the pit, hit that discord and send us a one minute or under audio recording of your scream. We might play it here and discuss it just as as we have done now. Hopefully more of them are field reporting like that. I love that. I do too. (laughs) But that concludes our program today. Thank you very much for joining us. And as always, before we go, what is that dwab at? It's been 7,375 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then 